How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 93 of the Fiction and Coffee Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you. Welcome. Okay, before we get into things, this may be a short one or this may not. I just wanted to say for those of you who may be listening to this far, far, far into the future, say years and years and years away from 2020, a lot of uh, states in the United States are either figuring out if they're going to open up, when they're going to open up, or have partially opened up after the coronavirus uh, pandemic deal and the wild circumstances surrounding that. Okay, now that that's out of the way, the blog post that this episode is going to be connected to is called Inspiration from a Book About an Undergrad from Northwestern. To an extent, it's kind of like two bits of the same Two bits of a thing that are kind of connected, but not really, but I'll get to that. was originally published March 25th of 2014, so it was over six years ago now. Okay, so a week ago before that, which would have been like March 18th of 2014, which is also why you should be wary of using phrases like that, that tell of a specific time without the year, but that's another point for another day and probably another episode. I picked up a book at Walmart, at Walmart, okay, as I often do, which, well, I still sometimes do that, so that hasn't changed. Okay, it's about the story of an author who had an idea for a book. She was a Northwestern University undergrad. Okay, she was captivated by this idea. She thought it would be pretty cool. Okay, she started in her head with a scene of someone jumping off, who had been dared to jump off a building. Okay, and then she started asking questions to flesh out the scene. It's like, okay, who would do something like that or why? Okay, so then she changed the gender of that character who jumped off the building. And then what she did, this is the interesting part to me, she drew an entire society and world around that one incident that she came up with. Okay, so the author who wrote about that jumper is actually Veronica Roth. For those of you who don't know, she's the author of the Divergent series, which after the books, which is why this has to be brought up to speed as far as this content, because I'm pretty sure maybe the the movies were introduced, well, after the books, of course, but it has been quite a few years. Because the movie based on the first book in that series had just come out shortly after I wrote the piece. Or should say before I wrote the piece. Not after. So. But this seems like a small thing, alright? If you think about it, it's like a guy or gal writing a story they think is cool. It's great. Okay, so. But then the story turns into a best-selling series. is making lots of money. Is that the only reason it's cool? Something more? Uh, so, like writing a blockbuster, not that I know anything really about that, but I, you kind of look at things and trends and analyze the lifestyles of more famous writers. It's like people being good at what they do and catching a trend or some kind of a chord that really speaks to people in a way that's meaningful to them, that's meaningful to a great cross-section of people. So it's not easy. I don't mean to imply that it is. It'd be very hard. I mean, there's a bunch of stories. I, of course, I'm blanking on them right now about 
writers who had to revise something dozens or even hundreds of times. And there's, of course, the railroad spike story with Stephen King. I'm pretty sure the spike is what he replaced the pin with when his rejection notices letters at the at that point in time got too much to hang that on. So he needed to have a bigger thing to just remind himself, you know, that this was worth it for him. It was worth it to keep moving forward. What I am saying is that Ms. Roth is making money doing what she loves to do, which is a rare gift because a lot of people, I mean, I'd have to bring this up to speed because some people, some people have jobs that they like that they do. Some people have jobs that they dislike that they do anyway. And some people have jobs that they dislike that they don't want to do, but that they're kind of stuck in doing. So it's kind of a thing. I mean, of course, I mean, if you work with writers or if you write things yourself for like short stories or you work with editors at all, it's like they have deadlines. Uh, they have ex somebody else's expectations that usually need to meet, usually an editor who works for other people who have expectations that editor needs to meet and so on. So it's kind of a cascade of it's all fun and games until you actually want to publish a set of short stories or a book. And then things get real really quick, which is a strange phenomenon that I could probably, I don't know, talk about at some point, but not now, of course, because that would be too far afield. Another interesting thing to me is that she's getting something that didn't exist before into the universe, which was her book, Her Thoughts. That happened also to be read and loved by thousands of people. I'd say that's the cool part. It's like something that somebody else thought up that didn't exist. Like, uh, I think her name was, the main character's name of the book is Triss. I'm, I'm not sure. It's been a long time. Triss didn't exist before Veronica Roth like invented her, wrote her. And that's pretty cool. I would say the journey of an author or a writer of any kind, I mean, it just doesn't mean that only authors are fiction authors. I mean, we have nonfiction writers, fiction writers, copywriters, grant writers, newspaper writers, well, journalists. I guess it, it's distinction there to an extent, maybe. Uh, but it's a huge amount of work behind the scenes. A lot of people may not suspect that because with a lot of things, if you come to a performance or you see a book and so you get a book in your hand, it's like a whole lot of work goes into that. And a lot of it you don't see because we're presented with just, just the end. It's like we've skipped to the end. It's the same for copywriters who have sold millions of dollars worth of products or who have successful businesses of some type where they write for clients or they have products of their own that they sell. There is a lot of studying stress nerves and a lot of other things they have to do behind the scenes that make it look, it looks easy, but nobody sees a lot of those moving parts. But a lot of writers would tell you that the rewards are worth the risk, no matter what type of writing they end up doing. And I mean, in a perfect world, everybody should do something that they get excited about that gets them out of bed in the morning and that they're raring to go and get it done. Uh, there are rough spots in every job or business and a lot of push through before finding success with a lot of failure and fits and starts and wrong turns. I mean, 
because as long as you keep improving, and I mean, that's something that I know I need to do more of, of course, to stop, never stop improving your skills, learning what works and making what works a part of your, your arsenal. It's like, okay, I figured out A, B, and C work. Okay, let's continue doing A, B, and C. But if it were easy, I think everybody would do it. I think some people, not not all people, but I think some people would rather have that end result, that skip to the end, than rather putting in the work, like be the same thing, like having a killer bod, but not willing, wanting to go to the gym or run a, run for 30 minutes every day. I mean, the people who are willing to put in the work, it might be hard at first, but if they're willing to and they see the little benefits of the that change in their routine, that small result that they can build on, I think that makes those small results make things easier and easier to stick to. And then they're so focused on what that process, implementing that process and keeping the process going that it gets them a result which they may or may not realize before it's all over. And there are also a lot of different paths to get your words out there and to make money writing, I mean, for sure. But that's not, of course, the purpose of this episode. But there are a lot of different ways to do a great many different things <laughs> in the world. And I thought that this particular background of the Divergent series author Veronica Roth was one of them because it was so – she took something that was relatively commonplace and with a dare and turned into something really great. And I think that's a pretty amazing feat for sure. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me on my copywriting samples website at timealcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. You can also support this podcast by listening, sharing, subscribing, and commenting. You can also become a monthly supporter if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each episode. For $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes of the podcast to promote your business, term supply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for your biz during the show. Great for you service providers out there, too. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Have an awesome day.